Oh, that's right. Okay, let's go. So we are up to the second line on Dafyud Zayin Amaral at the top of page 17. And we're going through the additional brachas that were added on a fast day. We know on a regular day before the 19th bracha of, of uh, Shemana Esrei was added, there were 18 brachas of Shemana Esrei. And on the fast day, they added six more. Seven additions. Remember, there were six brachas. And the seventh one was an addition into Goal Yisrael. So let's go. Second line. The first additional bracha that we make on a fast day, um, we say Hashem who answered the tefillahs of Avram Avinu. Tana, we learned in a lishmu. Some people uh, use the expression of tsa'aka when it comes to using the schusim of Eliyahu. And the expression of tefillah when it comes to the expression of Shmuel. Okay, when we, you know, as we say, Hashem who listened to the tzaka of Elio, uh, who Yanenu should answer us, and to the tefillah of Shmuel. Now, Bishlam Agabi Shmuel, it makes sense as far as as far as the, uh, answering us the same way Hakadosh Baruch Hu answered Shmuel. Ksiv beit tefillah, uksiv beit tzaka. It says. Tfila and it says Tsaka both Mashmul El Gabelio, but Belio, Tfilak Siv, Tsaka likes it. It says Tsefila, it doesn't say Tsaka, answers the Gemara, Aneni Hashem Aneni, Lashan Tsaka, even though you don't find the exact word Tsaka, but the expression of Aneni, Hashem, please answer me, is called a Tsaka. It's called a calling out. It's very, very, uh, very important message. I believe the Gemara is teaching us over here. And that is that asking for things and conversations, it's crucial to include the tone of what is being said in describing what ultimately happened. Do we find the word tsa'aka? No. But we find aneni Hashem aneni, right? You do find these words. And therefore, whenever somebody uses this expression, you have aneni, which is why, you know, we know it's not, it's not uh, too difficult to look too far to notice, you know, the issues that can possibly come, around, come along with a text message, right? It's very hard to tap into the tone that's coming in behind the message or the email, so on and so forth. So the Gemara is telling, letting us know, whenever you hear the, whenever you see the words aneni, Hashem, aneni, th- those words are used to mean, I'm calling out to you. This is coming from a place of, of uh, desperation. Let's see. Yaina lived after David and Shlaima. Why do we put his bracha? Ask the Gemara. My time Why do we put? Why do we describe Yaina and Hashem who answered Yaina b'mei Daga? Before we insert the brachas of David and Shlaima, if his story chronologically came later, answer the Gemara Mishum the Boi the Mechasim Merachim Al Haaretz because we wanted to include Baruch Merachim Al Haaretz, which is when there's a famine, there's a drought, there's not enough rain, and um, the tefillas of David and Shlaima were specifically uh, with those with those um, requests in mind. Okay, Yaina, there was no drought, there's no famine. He was inside the Mayadaga, he was inside the belly of the fish, and he needed help. 
but we want the closer of the brachas, even though it's out of chronological order, but the closer of the extra brachas to be referring to famine and drought, because ultimately this is why we used to have public fast days primarily was due to a lack of rain. Tana, we learned in a brayza. Mishom Sumchis Amru. They said in the name of Sumchis, Baruch Mashpil Ha Raman. The way to end off the last bracha is Hashem who lowers those who are arrogant. And why is that necessary to be the final bracha? Because very often sins stem from our own arrogance. Arrogance means a person can't see beyond their own nose. We're not willing to see the the bigger picture and the um you know it, it's so interesting just to to express this the more somebody is makbid it cares about others usually the way it works is the more careful we are with our own actions because humility and arrogance are so close What's arrogance? Everything is about me, and I'm important. Humility is, I'm important, but not everything's about me. It's about you. And I, because I am so important, I can impact your, your, your well-being. We know that. That's the responsibility we have as Jews to each other. If a person is going to say, who am I? What am I? I can't do anything. So we're not going to step up to the plate either to take achrayas, take responsibility for others. Built into humility is this, and I'm going to call it a nuance. It's an important element of, but I know who I am. I'm not humble because I can't do anything. Just the opposite. Because I know I can do something, I'm able to be humble. Right? We're able to, to acknowledge I'm important and you're important. Right? Everything's important in front of their bunch. So I'm not better than you. I'm important but it doesn't necessarily put me on a, on a, on a pedestal. And says Sumchis, you got to end the brachas with this concept of Baruch Mashpil Haramim. The crux of the matter when it comes to tshuva is telling ourselves that tshuva is going to come through humility. Recognize the impact of our actions and why there is currently a drought. Period. Two dots. On the first three fasts, the Anshe Mishmar fast, but they eat before the end of the fast. Okay, before the end of the day. All right, very important Gemara. I want to I restart the Tan I want to give a little introduction. All right, we started our parents with a Mishnah, and we learned in our Mishnah that the Kahanim were broken up into different Mishmaris. Each Mishmar worked for an entire week in the Beis HaMikdash. Please tell me if I'm not articulating the, the following points well, because this is important for the, for the next little bit of our Gemara. Each Mishmar of Kahanim, each watch group, were supposed to serve in a particular week. That Mishmar itself was divided into Beis Av. A Beis Av did the Avaida during that week on a particular day. So if you're a part of a Mishmar, your group was responsible for that week in the Beis HaMikdash, but if it was your Beis Av, you were actively working in the Beis HaMikdash. That was your day of Avaida. That's the difference between Mishmar 
and base up. We got to make sure we have that down pat. Okay. We're saying the men of the Mishmar, any person who was part of the co of the Kohen family, whose avoda it was that week, even if it seems, even if you're not imam is doing the avoda, so Miss Anan, you fast on these fast days, Valay Mashlim. During these series of three fasts, you do, but you don't finish off the day. All right? Now's where the Brysa kicks in. It's very interesting because you're not even necessarily doing the Avaida right now. You're just like in the bullpen. If you're Anshe Mishma. Tanu Rabban, let's restart. The rabbis don't so sweep. Why do we say the man of the Mishra could drink at night but not during the day? Because maybe I let me drink at night. I'm not uh, I'm not supposed to go into work tomorrow anyway. Says the Brysa, yeah, but they might call the bullpen. They might need you. And therefore, you cannot be drinking. They're going to need your help to come to the base of Mikdash. Why do we say people who are part of the base of? People whose turn was mamish do the Abayda. Are by day and not by night. Because they are also tamid in biyavaydi. They're mamish involved day and night in their watch. Mikan Amru. From here they said, call kayin. Any kayin. Shemakir mishmarta mishmaras beis av shalai. Nowadays, listen to this beautiful idea. If you're a kayin and you know your mishmar and you know your beis av, the idea shabati avaysav kvuyim sham, and you knew that you are part of the beis av that worked in the beis av mikdash. You're not allowed to drink wine the entire day, that it would be your family's turn. Fine. So you're not allowed to do it at all. However, what about if you're Makir Mishmarta? What about if you know you're weak? However, you're not sure which part of this Rappaport family, so to speak. You're in. You're not sure exactly what day you would serve in the base of Mikdash, but you know what week you would serve. And you know that you come from this family that, that would do the Avaita. You can't drink a wine that entire week. Mashiach may come, and you might be, uh, they might call to the bullpen. But if he doesn't know his Mishmar or Beisav, but you do know they were part of the Mishmara. You're just not sure which one. Then you're not allowed to drink wine the entire year because Mashiach might come tonight. And what if it's your turn? So out of a suffix, you got to be careful. Says Rabbi, I would say that even somebody who knows his mishmar should never drink wine. Yeah, what could I say? Because it's not the way it is. It's not the way it is. It was never established that kihanim are not allowed to drink wine. But, but be it as it may, says Rabbi, you know, he was so involved in his desire and willingness for Mashiach to come, that really maybe we should tell a kai no wine. Why do Kahanim nowadays drink alcoholic beverages? Because of this statement of Rebbe. Rebbe says, listen, this is how it is. People are permitted to drink wine as long as there is no base hamikdash. Okay. 
אנשי משמר ואנשי מיימר אסור לספר לחפש וחמישים בתור מיני כובד השבס. כהנם אבו משמר אין המיימר, remember we said the מיימר are the ישראלים that stood with the כהנם, so they wouldn't cut their hair or do laundry except for Thursday. מי טיימר, why during the week shouldn't they take haircuts and do laundry? אמר רבי ברבחון אמר ויחנון כדי שלא יקונסו למשמרתם כשהם מנובו. We don't want them, this is the same Svara, by the way, um, as Cholomayr. Um, Why don't we take a haircut and shave on Cholomayr? Because Chazal were concerned, the rabbis were concerned, if we permit shaving and haircuts on Cholomayr, people who are busy going into Yomtev are going to say, you know what, I don't need to get a haircut in honor of Yomtev. I'll wait till Cholomayr when things are a little quieter. And we're not going to shave and take haircuts to cover Yomtev. So they made a decree, there's no shaving and haircuts on Yomtev. This way, people are forced to show respect to Yomtev and come ready-made, come prepared. And that's the Gemara's answer. Why do we not allow them to do laundry and haircuts during the week? Because we want them to prepare. When you prepare for something, it shows that you care about it. It shows you're ready for it. It took preparation. You show up to your flight on time because you got to make the flight. We don't want people showing up to the Mishmar with their pet with their uh their shirt half unbuttoned because they didn't have time no all preparation is done ahead of time the rabbis learned and that's why they are rabbis melech mistaber b'choyon a jewish king got a haircut daily kain gadol may erev shabbos erev shabbos kain gadol used to get a haircut every friday kain hediyot achashashmian a kain needs to get a haircut once every 30 days. Melech mistaper b'choyoy, my time out. Why do you can't get a haircut daily? Amar Rabba Barzavda, Amar Kro, Melech b'yofyoy, techazan e'inach. A king always has to be b'yofy in beauty, has to be well kept. This is so chashuv. Because you know what? You know what it's saying? If somebody's in a position, it's not about you. It's about the position. It's about your platform. And what if a kain says, I prefer to have a playoff beard? I prefer to have uh, to be a little disheveled. Yeah, I, I like the scruff. Yeah, I like it. That's that's my look. The answer is, what's the last letter of the olive base? Tough. We don't care what you want for the look because it ain't about you. You're the king of Kal Yisrael, and therefore you need to be looked well. You, you need a look well kept. That's what's important. You got to take a haircut every day. Why? Because it's not about what you want to look like. It's about what you represent. Because they're so beautiful. Because there's another group of Gahanim coming in to do the work with you, you show up and look like a mensch. You hear this? They would have a new Mishmar coming in every weekend. Every weekend there were new Gahanim. The kind Gadol is the leader. This is going to be their week. This kind is he going to show up in his leader? is going to look disheveled, it's not respectful. Even though they're your employees, you know I mean? Even though they're like working for underneath the Kayin Gadol, whether you say it like that or not, they're working alongside the Kayin Gadol. You make sure that they feel that this Mishmar is important. I'm ready for you. I'm ready to go. Once every 30 days, we learned it out from para. Para from Nazir. Para is an expression of locks of hair. What is the Xerashavaksibha? It says by the Kahanim Bereshamai Galehu Parla Yeshalehu. 
You're not allowed to shave their heads or grow their hair long. The Nazir's hair is holy. He should grow it out. Just like by a Nazir, 30 days without a haircut is considered long hair. So to buy a guy in 30 days, a haircut is called long hair. And how do you know that it's 30 days for a Nazir? A concept we're familiar with. When somebody just accepts upon himself to be a Nazir, that's once every third, that, that's, and, and he doesn't give a set amount of time. The halacha is, you're a Nazirite for 30 days. If you don't give, you're a stam you say, all right, a person says, I'm a Nazir. That's going to be 30 days. Minolan, what's your source? Amakra, it says in the Pasuk, Yihiyah, it should be, what is Yihiyah, Yud, Hey, Yud, Hey, 10, 5, 10, 5. What is the numerical value? The gematria tulosin have. It's the gematria of 30. And therefore, holiness he shall be means holiness, no haircut for 30 days. And since the Nazir is no haircut for 30 days, the same thing applies to a kind head. I'm going to The Papa says to Abai, maybe, the, maybe um, what the Torah meant to say is, Lai le rabu klau. Maybe it means not 30 days. Maybe it means they shouldn't allow it to grow at all. Maybe they should take a, a haircut like the king. And every day they should get a haircut, Rashi explains. It says, don't let it get long. Maybe it means even minutely. No. Yeah, because of Le'eshachu Para. If it would have said, you can't grow your hair, then Then you're right. Take a daily haircut. Because every day it grows a little more. You should not send out your hair. You know, means you're allowed to grow your hair, but it shouldn't be like out. <laughs> it shouldn't be like, you know, it shouldn't be noticeably, you know, off the head. And therefore, a Kayan does not need to take a haircut every day, but he does take every 30 days. Says the Gemara, one second. If it says, if, if this Gzera Shavan of Nazir is the same way in Nazir, can't take care for 30, 30 days, so to a Kayan, well, the Nazir, some, somebody who accepts the Zerus for 30 days nowadays, it's, it accepts the Zerus nowadays, you're Nazir for 30 days. So the same thing should hold true by every Kayan. We should, there should be Allah that every Kayan is not allowed to hair uh, grow for more than 30 days. You always need to get a haircut. Answers the Gemara, no. Dumya the Shisuya Yayan. Because nowadays, hair growth is similar to wine drinking. Just like by the Kahanim, they were only had to refrain from drinking wine when it was their turn to show up to the base HaMikdash. But if it wasn't their Mishmar, they could drink wine. So too, by the hair. You don't need to cut your hair unless it's your turn to go work in the base HaMikdash. Okay? Now, keep in mind, this is very interesting because in the times of the Beis HaMikdash itself, the Kahanim, even if it wasn't their Mishmar, had to cut their hair. When the Beis HaMikdash was around, the Kahanim were, were cutting their hair once every 30 days. This that they don't need to do it is only because nowadays we're compared to the drinking of the wine. And since the drinking of the wine is only when you're going ahead and doing the, the, the you know, since it's only when you're going ahead and going into the Beis HaMikdash, so too nowadays, unfortunately, that we're not Zaychet to have the Beis HaMikdash with us, they do not need to take a haircut every 30 days. I frankly give my time to Rabbi Aymer. Rabbi says, Aymer, I would say, 
Kahanim should never be able to drink wine. But what should I do? Yeah, the, you know, there's a, there's a takana that Kahanim nowadays are permitted to drink wine. And Abai said on that statement, uh, How do we know that nowadays taka, there's a decree that Kahanim are permitted to drink wine, top of Amad Beis, Kedarebi, because of Rebbe, Mechal, Darabonon, Asri. It seems that the Rabbonon are the ones who do not allow the wine to, uh, a wine to be drunk, even when there's no Beis HaMikdash, and so now we're back to square one. If it's the Rabbonon who hold that the Kehanim were not, are not allowed to drink wine nowadays, well, if we're comparing growing hair to drinking wine, the same way wine you can't drink nowadays, you should be obligated to cut your hair once every 30 days. Says the Gemara, no. Let me explain the difference. My time, why is it that nowadays Kahanim, according to Rabbanon, shouldn't drink wine? But we'll still say that cutting hair is different because Meheri Banabesamikdash, the Besamikdash is coming speedily, fast. And guess what? What happens if every Kayan is drunk? We got to make sure there's Kahanim ready to go. We don't need Kahanim saying it's five o'clock somewhere, because it's always five o'clock somewhere, right? Where the pubs are open. So we got to make sure this Kahanim, the Shiach's coming, this Kahanim coming to work in the base of Mikdash. But guess what? A hangover. It takes a little bit to go away. But to give yourself a quick trim, be done in a couple of minutes. By the time the base of Mikdash is built and the avoid that needs to be done, we will rely on the fact that they'll be Kaihanim ready to, uh, you know, with their hair short enough to do the avoid. What are you going to tell me? The concern is that Mashiach is going to come in 30 seconds. Halavai. And every every Kayan punk at that moment is going to be drunk like a skunk. All right, let him take a, a little shluffle. Maybe he's a little. Maybe somebody will be a little intoxicated. All right, you take a little chapa drimel. You take a snooze, and uh, and it'll go away in the same amount of time it takes to get a haircut. Kid Rami Baraba, like Rami Baraba says, Dama Rami Baraba. Rami Baraba says, Derech mil v'sheina kol shuhum afigin to walk for a mill or to sleep a little bit gets wine out of your head. So the question now becomes on the chachamim, on the rabbanon. Why are they forbidding Kahanim nowadays from drinking wine? Okay. Says the Gemara, no, let's explain. I'll tell you why a haircut and wine is different. Until now, we're saying a haircut you can do right away. We asked, oh, wine also, you can get it done pretty fast. Says the Gemara, don't underestimate wine. Love me at Marala. Didn't we learn about alcoholic beverages? The only time a little bit of sleep and a nice walk gets rid of the alcohol from your system is when you drink a revius between 2.8 and 4.4 ounces, depending on various opinions of how large a revius is. Okay? When you drink 2.8 ounces, it'll go away with a little snooze or a little walk. But to drink more than a revius, 
Koskein Shaderech Matridosoi Vishena Mishachrasa. Even if you drink more, even if you go to sleep, and if you can take a longer walk, if you drink more than a Revius, it's going to stay in the system. Now, keep in mind, according to this answer, the Rabbanon's attempted decree on God of not drinking wine obviously is not that they can't drink any wine. It's just that they can't drink a Revius some wine. Because then they won't be sober enough, fast enough, if Besamekdash is about to be rebuilt now. Ravashi Amar, Ravashi says, Shriya Yayin, the Mechali Avaida. Yeah, by Shusriya Yayin, where if a Kayan drinks, is drunk, has wine in his system, the whole Avaida is not valid. We got to be concerned about. So Gazudir Abban, the Rabban said, No, 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 no. Don't even start. Don't go near there. But they have long hair. Let's say you have a Kayan who didn't take a haircut. And he does the Avaida. Is the Avaida valid? Yeah, it's still valid. Like Gazir Rabbanan, the Rabbanan did not make their decrease. That's a very clear-cut answer. We want to know, why would the Rabbanan say that the Kahanim cannot drink wine? But still, you don't need to get a haircut every 30 days. The answer is, because the haircut's not Ma'akiv. They're supposed to do it before the Avaida. But if they don't, the Avaida is still valid. So, okay, we're not going to mach them Meshuggah. But when it comes to wine, we'll mach them Meshuggah. Because there's a joke told over about a rabbi starting his drusha and shul. And everybody knows once the rabbi starts speaking, nobody's walking out. Nobody's walking out. He's very makbid. I start talking, it's chutzpah to walk out. Okay? Fine. One Shabbos morning, he's giving a speech. And he's going five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes. A guy stands up and walks out. The rabbi speaks for an hour and a half. Fine. The next Shabbos, he sees him. He says, the rabbi sees the guy who walked out. And he says, Yanko, you know you're not going to walk out during my speech. It's disrespectful. Yanko says, Rabbi, I apologize. I needed to get a haircut. He says, it's chutzpah. Get a haircut before my speech. He says, Rabbi, I didn't need one before your speech. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you can speak. You got the drusha long enough you, 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 that the, the next person needs a haircut. Okay, fine. The mice you don't get a haircut. The guy doesn't get a haircut. Like Gazu Rabbanon. Therefore, the Rabbanon did not make a gazera against the Kaihanim. The mice is going to be a valid avay. Period. Okay. Now, for the next little bit. Um, we're going to get into this idea that a Kohen who's intoxicated while doing the Avaida, the Avaida is not valid. While a Kohen who has long hair when he does the Avaida, even though it's an Avera, the Avoda is valid. That's what we're going to focus on for a little bit. Let's get going. Mesve, they asked a challenging question. The Elu Shehem Bemisa. The following Kohanim are Chayav Misa Bidei Shamayim. If they slip in the following areas, Shesuya Yayin Ubriyarish, it is a kayin who does the avaida with wine in his system or without taking a haircut is Chayav Misa B'Neishamayim. Now, Bishlam Mashuya Yayin, we got it. Behedik Sibahu Yayin B'Sheicher Al Teish. Do not drink anything that can make you drunk. And what does the pasuk end? And if you do, 
there's going to be Misa. I will pre-arrange Why does the Brisa say that a Kayan who works with long hair is Chayim Misa Shemayim? What's the source? It says, He can't let his hair grow long. The kind should not drink wine. So we have a hekesh. They took them right near each other. The iskish priya reish to suyayin. We connect priya reish to suyayin. Master yayin be misa. Af priya reish be misa. So how do you know that if you grow your hair long, your chay of misa, bidei shomayim, a hekesh to wine. Now, why are we mentioning this? Let's keep going. Umina. And from this, we can imply the following. If you're making a hekesh between wine drinking and long hair, well, wine drinking, if you drink wine, is that boda valid? No. So too, we should say, make a hekesh, and if you have long hair, and you didn't get a haircut in the last 30 days, the avoda should not be valid. That's the masonry. This is the end of the, of the question. It's a long question. It's a bunch of lines. Okay, let's, let's now bullet in the question. Just before this, we said, if a kind does Abayda while drinking, it's not a valid Abayda. If he does Abayda with long hair, it is a valid Abayda. Ask the Gemara now, why is it valid? I thought there's a Hekish, and they always have the same Halacha. So the same way, if Abayda is done while drunk, it shouldn't be valid. So too, if it's done with long hair, it shouldn't be valid. That's the Gemara's Kash. To which the Gemara answers, look. No. You know why? Because you have to know how hekish works. By a hekish, you can pick and choose which, not can't pick and choose, but you have a messiah. There's a, there's a pattern to which halachos are learned out through the hekish. Just because you have a hekish, which is two verses near each other, doesn't mean they're exactly the same. It means in some areas of halacha, they're similar. So, says the Gemara, Iyaskish, lemisa hudiyaskish. You know, we're comparing making hekish to say they're both chayim yisdeshavayim. When it comes to making the avayda chal, there is no hekish. Hence, ready for this? If a kayan does the avayda with long hair, not having gotten a haircut in 30 days, the avoda is valid, but he's still chayav yisdeshavayim, the same as wine. Okay, so that's interesting. Wine, long hair, but it's valid. The Avaida is valid by the hair. But before Yecheskel taught the halacha about, the, you know, the, the hekish, between the wine and the long hair, how did they know this halacha? Okay, Ravina is asking a knock dead question. And listen to this. Ravina and Ravashi are authors of Gemara. They author Gemara, right? Rabbi Akadosh, Rabbi Anasi, authored Mishnah. Ravina and Ravashi, these two Amiram who are listening here, they authored the Gemara. Okay. Now, asks Ravina a beautiful, beautiful question. Beautiful challenge. The Hekish that we just got is from Navi. The Nevi'im are after Harsinai. This halacha has applied since we received the Torah. So ask Ravina, what happened before this was stated in Navi? 
How did they know it then? Omar Lay, Suravashi says back to him, okay, I get what's bothering you. But like a good Jew, instead of answering your question, I'll ask a question on you. According to you, that this is not learned out from but it's learned out from the Nevi'im. What did we learn out? Any Ben Nechar who's an Ara Lev, right? He's non Jewish, he's got a hardened heart for Ara Basar. Cannot come and work in the base Hamikdash. You hear this? There's a Pasiganabi that says a Kayan or anybody who doesn't have a bris mila is not allowed to be part of the Avaida. Can't even go into the base Hamikdash. Okay? Now, who said this? Yechesko. Hamakame Yechesko. Manomer. Who said it? What Ravashi is telling Ravina is such a beautiful and important response. He's not wiggling out of the question. He's telling Ravina, I get your question, but realize your question remains a question. And don't get stuck on it. Because we find other areas where you have the same problem too. And listen to this. What does he say? Here's how it worked. There were halachas that Maisha taught at Har Sinai. Without it being listed in the verses. And Yechezko came along and he showed with Psukim how that halacha applies. So too, over here by the Kahanim, the halachas of what happens when they're drunk, what happens when they have long hair, it was really taught, Okay, period, end of that shakla v'tari. Now I want to just focus for a little, just, you know, just, we're at the two dots, we, we still have a daft to finish, but I just want to share something which it, it, it it's worthwhile thinking about this a little after daf when you have a little more time too. It's very important in, in limur hatayr and how to learn tayr. And I really believe it's connected to this. It's a very important message connected to this, which is Ravina asked a question and Rav Ashi basically telling Ravina, it's okay for you to have a question. Here's the answer. It's halach Sinai. Here's how it works. But don't get bogged down by it. I just want to share an important thing. And that is when learning Tyra, it's, it's, sometimes it's very hard to know when to get stuck and when to live with a lack of clarity, but keep moving, okay? One of my rabbis once shared with me, you know, on the side of the Gemara, so there's something called the Gilyan Ashas. You see, there's Masiris Ashas, Hagai Sabach. You look on the sides of uh, Omar Gavar, right? The Gilyan Ashas. In our Omar, there's a Gilyan Ashas. What's the Gilyan Ashas? The Gilyan Ashas is from Rabbi Kiva Eger. Rabbi Kiva Eger has his ha'aras, his thoughts on the Omar. Oftentimes, Rabbi Kiva Eger will ask a question in the Gilyan Ashas, and he'll leave off Tzadik Ayin Gimel, Tzarech Ayin Gadol, which means, I don't have an answer for this question. Tzarech means, 
a lot of intense, deep, and we could try to get an answer, but if we got an answer, Rebekiva Eger probably got it and pushed it out the window already. Okay. Other times, Rebekiva Eger leaves off a question as Tzorach Iyam. Tzorach Iyam, which my father, Zechariah Nebrachel, once shared with me that uh, Reb Aaron Cutler, Zechariah Tzadik Lebrachel, um, one of his shiurim, he spent an hour and a half answering a tzarach ion of Rabbi Kiva Eger on a Gemara. I don't recall my father sharing which Gemara it was, or which Gilead Ashas, but Rabbi gave a whole hour and a half sheer, like machine gun, rapid fire, answering up a tzarach ion of Rabbi Kiva Eger. And after the shear, various Bachram would, they would split up into groups and Bachram would, would tell over the shear to others. So my father said there was one of the, one of the boys who were the Chayzer, they would tell over the shear afterwards. He was, when he got to the part of the shear where Reb Aaron gave his answer, he started to smile. He started to smile. And Reb Aaron was in the base madrash, you know, available for questions and answers. And Rabaran noticed him smiling when he was giving over the shear. So my father said, Rabaran told him as follows. He says, I know why you're smiling. You're smiling. Apparently he was right. You're smiling because you think it's funny that I'm trying to answer something that Rabbi Kiva Eger left off as a tzarachim. You're asking yourself, if Rabbi Kiva Eger doesn't know, how does my Rosh Yeshiva know? And the Talmud said, yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of, you know, listen to what Rabaran said. My father was, this is what my father told me. My father was there. He says, Rabaran told me, I want to tell you something. If Rabbi Kiva Eger leaves off Tzarech Ion Gadol, you're right. It would be chutzpah for me to give an answer. But if he leaves off as Tzarech Ion, this needs research. You know what he's saying? Go research and find an answer. So that's what I did. And this is the answer. Stop smiling. That's what he tells his Talmud. When there's a Tzarech Ion, you're allowed to find an answer. Okay, so that's one part of the but this is the point how it connects to our Gemara. Ready for this? This is my Rabbi Sherami. He said, if Rabbi Kiva Eger has an answer, why did he write on the side, Tzarechian? If he had an answer, he just wants us to research it, why would he say Tzarechian? Give us the answer. And here's the, here's the crux of why I'm sharing this. Said my Rabbi, Rabbi Kiva Eger is letting us know it's okay to have a question on a Gemara and then keep going further. You don't need to sit for three weeks. You try your best to get an answer. Sometimes you come back to it. Not chasom to not care. But Tzarechian, now let's keep learning. Very often when we learn, we have so, we understand again, and then we get stuck on like this question. And it's very hard for that, for us to like let go of the question, you know, very hard for us to let go of the question. The message is, you can let go for a little bit. You can, we'll get back to it, but you can keep learning tired. Okay, let's keep going. Let's finish off the duff. Whatever's listening, Gilas Tainis, where you don't get the Hespit, the fun of us are. You don't give a hesped beforehand as well. After we give a hesped afterwards. Behind 
um, the uh, here's a list of the days where you're not allowed to uh, eat, and a list of days where you're not even allowed to give a hesper. From Mishchedesh Nisan until the eighth day of Nisan, itokum tamida. That's when they were misaking the carbon hatamid. Okay, that's when the carbon hatamid was uh, was established, and there was a whole machlekes on the first eight days of of uh, Nisan, where the Chachamim uh, came to prove that the the proper way and the proper time to bring the carbon atomid, which money is used for it, the proper time, the Tzedukim used to argue on them. And it, during those eight days, the Chachamim proved the Tzedukim wrong, and they turned that into a minor yomtif. Okay, so um, he talked to me that those days, the Lord missed behind there's no, there's no, Hespedim, it's Mania Bayat Saif Mayada, Itvaisim Hagadish Huaya, the Lord Mispade behind from the eighth day Nisan until after Pesach, then there is no fasting or Hespedim. Now keep in mind, it's much easier to stop a, a, a Hespid than it is a fast. Okay? So, in other words, if we're not allowed to give a, a Hespid, certainly you shouldn't fast. But just because you shouldn't fast doesn't necessarily mean you can't do a Hespid either. Amar Mar. They're Masakan day one through day eight of Nisan, no Espeid. Why do I got to say from Rashkhaidash? They even betray the Nisan. You know, in Rashkhaidash, you don't fast anyway. So why are you going to tell me on the first day through the eighth day? Tell me the second through the eighth, because the first day, anyways, Rashkhaidash. Rashkhaidash Gufei, Yom Tefu Basra. We know Yom Tef anyway. It's forbidden to fast. You know why? Because on Rashkhaidash, you don't fast or eulogize on Rish Chaydash, but you do on Erev Rish Chaydash. Since we're establishing day one of Nisan as a different reason, an additional reason why we don't eulogize, that's t- letting me know that even Erev Rish Chaydash Nisan, you shouldn't eulogize. But Amar Mishalafanov um, Nami, and even the day before, typically the Havalei Yom Shalafnei Rish Chaydash, Okay, even on a, on an Arab Rish Chaydash, we don't give a spade them. We know that by this is a, a famous rule. Dairaisas, you don't need to add boundaries around it many times because people already take it seriously. The time you learned the Brisa, Hayoma Ila, Aksub Megillas Esther, the Fnei Mulachrem Asurim, Megillas Tainis, or Megillas Esther. Megillas Tainis, the Fnei Mulachrem Asurim, Shabosium Taivim, Hem Asurim, the Fnei Mulachrem Mutar. Anything that is rabbinic. We're going to add prohibitions the day before and the day after. Anything that is a biblical day, such as Shabbos and Yom Tif, the day prior is mutter and the day after is mutter. My heifer means that one. Why is there a difference between the Yom Tifim, which are rabbinic, and Shabbos and Yom Tif? Halalu, Divrei Taira, because Shabbos and Yom Tif are biblical obligations. The Divrei Taira ain't Sri We don't need to add to Divrei Taira. People already take it seriously. However, halalu divrei seifim. The other ones are rabbinic. The divrei seifim trichim chizuk. They need chizuk. They need encouragement, and therefore we need to add on to the time frame of the prohibition of eulogizing, so that people will taka take it seriously and not eulogize and fast on the day itself. Amar Mar the Talmud taught us mitvanya be at seif mayada from the eighth day until after Pesach itaisim chaga deshuai delai mispe. Okay. So, um, there's no there's no hespid because it is yomtif. Lamali outside might. Why do you got to mention yomtif? Lema 
All you got to say is from the eighth day until Yom Tov starts. You know why? Because on Yom Tov itself, of course, you're not allowed to fast. Why do you tell me? Oh, the eighth day they made a decree through Yom Tov. There's no espadim. Uh, you don't say through Yom Tov until Yom Tov because Yom Tif, anyway Yom Tov itself. There's no espadim. Again, the Gemara gives a similar answer. Amar Papa kid Amar Rav. Loi nitzrecha top of tomorrow's daf elo lesser yom shalafanov to answer the day prior. Achanami the nitzrecha lesser yom shalachrov. Okay, meaning when it comes to not fast, not eulogizing on yom tiv that we know because it's yom tiv. But the day afterwards, since yom tiv is biblical, there's no concern to make the addition, the additional day. Therefore, we say that the biblical that the rabbinical decree continued. Thereby, we were adding through Yom Tif means plus one day where there is no eulogy as well. Okay, period. We'll hold it here. Gavaldik, we're up to Keman, and we're going to Belgium, begin to focus on Rav Papa's answer, which he just said, we're going to stay focused on this. And Be'ezah Hashem, we will pick up tomorrow, hopefully on time in Jerusalem. Um, with Kiman, which is on the second line on Yirches Amar Aleph. What time? Chanuk, everybody. What time is on time? Seven forty-five. Okay. All right. Zayga Thank you.